We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Gets it, spins away, baseline shot, Shea puts it in, and walks it off in OKC. Giddy keeps it himself and takes it up as he glides with the finger roll. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast edition. I am your host for tonight, Justin, as the Thunder get sweet sweet revenge on the houston rockets 153 to 122 before we dive into that i want to let you know that we are proudly part of the blue wire podcast network and dailythunder.com if you don't already be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating you can also find us on twitter instagram youtube facebook and tiktok You heard that right, 153 points for Oklahoma City tonight, a new franchise record for those keeping score at home, surpassing the 150 points the Thunder scored against Boston barely a month ago. This team can pour it in when it wants to, and coming one game after they play the Houston Rockets in Houston and looked less than stellar, this was a refreshing performance for the Thunder. Oklahoma City dominated from wire to wire, looked like what you would expect for these teams based off how they've been trending over the last month or so. But tonight, uh, a much more uh, positive performance for OKC than what we saw in Houston. A man in the chat, I saw the game and score and knew Justin had the pod tonight. Can I just say, it feels good to have that reputation. A couple years ago, I was more like Silva, where every game I covered was a blowout. Feels good. Feels good, man. Five big takeaways tonight. Number one, lessons learned. Number two, shakeover. Number three, pretty giddy. Number four, sharpshooters. And number five, bench mob. Before we break those down, let's give an overview, a game summary. Oklahoma City came out and punched Houston in the dick. That's as succinct as I can get it. Oklahoma City came out, as Mark Daynault just said post-game, with a bloodthirsty mentality. If you suffered through the game in Houston, you know that was not the case. Oklahoma City came out extremely lackluster, half-interested, disengaged, 
it was head scratching to say the least. Oklahoma City looked abysmal and they've had a handful of those losses against the Rockets. And for two teams that seem to forever be intertwined, it was very frustrating if you're a Thunder fan. Not what you wanted to see in that situation tonight. Probably much more like what you had in mind. Houston's been bad. Houston's been bad, bad. So much so that they're, you know, favorites in the women Yama sweepstakes. Oklahoma City's been pretty good. We were talking playoffs. Tonight showed that. Tonight was a more accurate showcase of what these two teams are than I think what we saw the last go around. And it started from the jump. Oklahoma City came out aggressive. Oklahoma City came out looking for blood on both ends of the floor, pouring it in offensively and shutting down Houston on the other side of the floor. Oklahoma City outscores Houston 38 to 19 in the first quarter, and that pretty much did it. There was no looking back from that point. Oklahoma City goes on to outscore Houston 41 to 34 in the second quarter, and then another 40-point quarter in the third, 44 to 28 over Houston. Before the final frame, we let Houston get a 40-point quarter. They actually outscore Oklahoma City 40-30 to in the final frame in mostly garbage time. But a game in which Oklahoma City dominated, start to finish, flat out. That is the story here. Houston uh, never never had a chance. Oklahoma City was active on the defensive end. They were looked all in sync on the offensive end. They were clicking on all cylinders. A very, very impressive, dominating performance which takes me to point number one tonight lessons learned a young team is not going to be perfect a young team is going to make a lot of mistakes they're going to have ups and downs it is the price of development and compared to the last outing against the rockets just a couple days ago where Oklahoma City scored 25 points in the first quarter and looked like they were the ones getting punched in the mouth tonight was a breath of fresh air. I actually love the, the phrase that I just saw from Dignall right before I jumped on the stream that they were bloodthirsty. That's probably a much more accurate descriptor of how Oklahoma City looked when they came out tonight. They, uh, in tonight's game, scored 79 points in the first half. 79 points in the first half compared to the last outing uh, where they scored uh, 58. 79 points if you're keeping track ties the season high for points in a first half a game earlier this year against the Knicks also scored 79 points at one point in this game Oklahoma City led 110 to 70 that's a 40 point lead which is the largest Oklahoma City lead of the season how did they do it defense was a big part of what the Thunder did tonight Houston could not uh, dominate inside. They were not able to dominate the glass. They didn't get a ton of points on the inside tonight. Oklahoma City did a really good job of limiting what could have been an advantage for Houston, uh, given Oklahoma City's lack of size. That That is often going to be a big weakness against most teams in the league. Tonight, Houston does have a slight advantage in points in the paint but they do not have an advantage in rebounds. Oklahoma City out-rebounds Houston 42-34. to Houston only gets nine offensive rebounds, which is also key um, because in the last game, they, I, my window refreshed and I can't pull it up. I had it ready. In the last game, 
Oh my gosh. There it is. In the last game, Houston had 24 offensive rebounds. Good grief. <laughs> 24 offensive rebounds compared to nine tonight. That's a huge adjustment. Huge adjustment. And one that was critical for the Thunder winning this game. Oklahoma City took a lump in the last outing in Houston, and they responded. And what's kind of hilarious about this, if you listen to our Sunday show, we were doing weekly uh, weekly predictions, and I, I think it was Nick who said, Oklahoma City's going to lose the first one to Houston because they always seem to struggle with Houston, but then they're going to come back and beat the Rockets because the Rockets will just beat Oklahoma City and not make any adjustments from game one to game two. I mean, it's kind of just a dig at Houston, but it's also kind of true. <laughs> I think it really demonstrates the difference between Oklahoma City and Houston as a franchise. And I don't want to make too sweeping of a statement based off one game, especially considering Houston did just beat Oklahoma City a couple days ago. But I do think it's a good allegory for these two teams. Like, it does kind of illustrate the difference. Oklahoma City got humbled. They adjusted. They came back and beat the living piss out of the Rockets a couple nights later. And that's a big deal. And I think that goes to show what Oklahoma City is doing with these young guys. Again, they're not going to be perfect. They're not going to go 82-0. and They're not going to dominate every game. And I think all the, the adverse moments can benefit you if you turn them into teaching moments. If you don't, then they're just adverse moments. And I think we see that a lot with Houston. Listen to their post-game interviews with players, with coaches. It goes all the way through that organization. The way that they view failure is not how the Thunder view failure. And that's a big difference for an up-and-coming team. And I think tonight really showcased that. Oklahoma City was able to make adjustments that led to them winning the game. And at the forefront of implementing those adjustments, takeaway number two, shakeover. Shea Gilgis-Alexander fresh off being named an all-star reserve, which, by the way, the video of him being celebrated by his friends and teammates, just absolutely heartwarming stuff. They played it on the broadcast tonight, saw it all over social. It's incredible. It's just, it's those like warm, fuzzy moments that makes me think back to Thunder 1.0 when everybody was so young and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and like, it's just so wholesome. But Shay, bloodthirsty. Tonight, 42 points. Uh, 14 of 23 from the floor, 14 of 15 from the stripe, four boards, six assists, three steals, two blocks. My man was on a mission, and that mission started from the word go. OKC came out aggressive, and Shea was the tone setter in that. Shea scores 20 points, 20 of his 42 points in the first quarter, off seven of 10 shooting. It's his fifth career 20-point quarter. He scores 28 points in the first half, which is a new record for him. He also had his 31st 30-point game of the season, his fifth 40-point game of his career. He was two away from his career high, and he did all that without any three-pointers. Shea's unreal, and his aggressiveness from the get-go set the tone for the Thunder tonight. He was driving first first play of the game. He drove straight into Jabari Smith Jr.'s chest, setting the tone. He went right at one of the most promising prospects the Rockets have, a big man down low, took the ball to his chest, and put it in the basket to open the scoring for OKC. 
And that play set the tone. That continued from there. Shea kept attacking the paint. Like his name was Waka Flocka. It was un- unbelievable, an unbelievable performance from Shea. I'm so flabbergasted I can't even talk. Shea was on another level tonight. He easily would have had a new career high had he played the fourth quarter. That Those 42 points were in three quarters, by the way. He did not play the fourth quarter at all because the Thunder had this game in hand. This was in a career night for Shea, and to do so on the heels of being named an all-star reserve is super special. And I think what it shows is buy-in. And you heard a little bit of that from Dagnall tonight, too, if you caught his post-game comments. Shea's a culture setter. He's a tone setter. He's also the best player on this team. And if that type of person is, is doing what he's doing tonight, it trickles down. The way he came out and set the tone early in this game, that trickles down to other players. I think there are some times where Shea comes out a little passive. You see him kind of letting the game come to him early, and then he turns it on late. I think a performance like tonight shows you what he's capable of. I think it shows the team what they're capable of and just sets a different tone for the entire game for all of those guys up and down the roster to see Shea, to see all-star Shea Gilgis-Alexander coming out with that level of aggression that makes you want to up your game and we saw it up and down the roster tonight and so that 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 shakeover is real that effect that it has on the rest of the team is real and i think it goes to show the the leadership that he brings on the floor i also think it shows um his potential to lead this team moving forward there there used to be uh on this podcast included lots of debates about is Shea a one B type of guy? Is he a two guy and he needs his a, is he a, is he a Robin that needs his Batman performances like tonight show that he can, he, he makes a pretty good Batman. <laughs> he could be a pretty good Batman. And I think we, we definitely got a taste of that tonight. An unreal performance from Shea. If you missed it, at least do yourself a favor and go check out the highlights. Very well deserved uh, for the newly minted all-star. Our next takeaway, pretty giddy. Another guy that I think is will will forever be mentioned in the same breath as Houston, um, just by nature of how those two teams have been intertwined through their history, but most recently in the lotteries. Um, Josh Giddy, for whatever reason, Rockets fans love to clown on him. I saw multiple tweets after the last game calling him a bust. Said bust tonight. 17 points off 8 of 13 shooting, 8 boards, 10 assists, 3 steals, 1 block. Probably looking at at a triple-double for Josh Giddey if the Thunder don't win this game by 32. Josh looks like the game has slowed down. He looks so much more comfortable. He looks like he's understanding uh, reads on offense better. He's reading the defense better. He looked pretty solid defensively, too. He was locked in on both ends of the floor. And, you know, I'm not trying to be too petty, but compare bust Josh Giddy to uh, proclaimed bucket getter, uh, <laughs> proclaimed bucket getter Jalen Green. Four of 15 for Jalen Green tonight. 12 points, two of eight from behind the arc. Four of 15 versus eight of 13. You tell me who's the bucket getter and who's the bust. Now, listen, I'm not calling Jalen Green a bust because I'm not an irrational Rockets fan, but 
I, I don't see how you can you can call Josh Giddy a bust. He is coming into his own in this in this season. And I think it's so pleasant to watch as a Thunder fan. Again, he has his ups and downs. He's incredibly young. He's still learning. But the things that you're seeing from him give you so much promise. The shooting, first and foremost, his improvement this year has been uh, way faster than I expected. Shout out Chip England. He did shoot one of four from behind the arc tonight. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. But eight of 13 shooting overall for Josh Giddy with 10 assists and two turnovers. You take those numbers any night, any night. He's going to continue to earn solid minutes for for himself on this team moving forward. And what I loved about it was you're starting to see Giddy and Shea get much more comfortable playing alongside each other, too. There was a, a play where Shea was playing off ball. He actually had quite a few possessions in a row where he's playing off ball. I think J-Dub had an assist to him um, and then Giddy had an assist to Shea. That type of stuff, I think, is so valuable for their development as well. Utilizing Shea to where he doesn't have to be on ball. You can let Josh Giddy use some of those point guard skills, those passing skills, the vision to set up Shea on things like back cuts. And you have to respect it. It brings a new element to the game that makes it so much harder to defend. And I think you're seeing it come out in spades with Josh Giddy looking much more comfortable. He's also continuing to be aggressive. And I think you're seeing that on the defensive end. Like Josh Giddy is enormous. And it feels like just this season he's realized that he's enormous. <laughs> he was going up uh, against some of the, the Rockets big guys and taking him chest to chest in the paint and like holding his own. He's never going to be, you know, a monster post player, but he can hold his own. And if you have a point guard that's as large as Josh Giddy is, that can hold his own, that's tough. That's tough to deal with for opposing teams. I really liked what I saw from Josh Giddy tonight. Uh, a very pretty game from him in all facets on both ends of the floor. Probably, again, a triple-double if the Thunder don't win this one in a blowout. Next point. My fourth big takeaway is sharp shooters. Mike Muscala earns the starting nod tonight. Uh, the last outing in Houston, you had Isaiah Joe and Jay Will getting the start. Tonight, you have Aaron Wiggins and Mike Muscala earning the start instead. Mike Muscala uh, rewarded that, that opportunity with five of eight from behind the arc, seven of 10 overall, 19 points and six boards in 18 minutes on the floor. The five of eight shooting matched only by aforementioned Isaiah Joe. Isaiah Joe in 19 minutes, five of eight shooting from behind the arc, six of 10 overall, two assists, two steals, and one block for 18 points. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Having two guys shoot five of eight is something the Thunder cannot say in many games. I think we... we We've known that Mike Muscala is capable of it. I think his role on this team has fluctuated. I thought it was interesting that he got the start tonight. I think that said a lot about the tone that Dagnault wanted to set coming off the last game. Muskie's a plug-and-play vet at this point. The Thunder know what he can do. I think when he plays, it's intentional because the Thunder are really looking for opportunities to... um, I don't want to word this. It's not like they're not looking for opportunities to win all the time, but I think Mike Muscala getting the start tonight was important in helping set the tone for the Thunder coming off how ugly the game started in Houston. I think that was a very deliberate choice to get him some of that, that starting rotation burn. And it paid off for him with five of eight shooting. And then Isaiah Joe, that boy good, man. Like he's just such a good shooter. And I think what a hidden gem that Presti pulled out uh, with that free agency signing right before the season. He continues to impress just so good. So good on the season for Isaiah Joe. He's shooting uh, this season 46%, 43.7% from behind the arc. Um, is that right? That doesn't feel right. Anyway, don't quote me on that. Uh, no, that's right. 43.7% from behind the arc this season. That's absurd. He shot 33% in Philly last season. That's a 10% leap on twice as many attempts a game. He's cooking. And it's so much fun to watch. I think some of his opportunity has come at the expense of Trey Mann. Uh, Trey Mann tonight, one of six from behind the arc. I think his, you know, Isaiah Joe is doing what I think a lot of us probably thought Trey Mann would be doing right now, but having a sharpshooter on this team and in theory, a pair of sharpshooters on this team really opens things up on the offensive end. I think Oklahoma City uh, just looks like a totally different team when they have somebody that you have to respect from behind the arc that you have to respect from the perimeter just changes things. And I know that we talk about it all the time, but like thinking back to thunder 1.0 and like what a sharpshooter like Isaiah Joe would have done for those teams would have been astronomical. I think that it's another great find another great rotation piece. And I think at this point you have to accept the fact that like, this is not a blip. Isaiah Joe's putting some real stats down on paper and you have to respect it. Very, very impressive stuff from Joe and Muscala tonight. And then last but not least, we have to pay homage to the bench mob. So many guys contributed tonight up and down the roster. Oklahoma City plays uh, 11 guys tonight. Everybody scores. Um, 
you've got, let's see, I'm going to start at the top. Baisley with eight points in only 12 minutes, including two of two from behind the arc, three of three from the floor. Shout out the bank three-pointer that uh, say that made the record for Oklahoma City setting 153 points in a game off a banked three-pointer from Baisley. was not on my bingo card for tonight, but alas, that's the way it went down. Not a lot of minutes. All came in garbage time, but like Bays looked solid. Jay Will, eight points, 25 minutes, three of four shooting, two of two from behind the arc. A guy who shot like in the 20s in his last season at Arkansas from behind the three-point line now like feels somewhat reliable as well. Six boards, one assist, one block for Jay Will. Kind of like what I was just talking about with Giddy. You want to see a guy that looks so much more comfortable? Jay Will. He's settling in. It definitely feels like the game's starting to slow down for him. He looks so much more comfortable than he did at the beginning of the year. He'll randomly pull out these like point guard moves. Like he had the Dr. J up and under in Philly. And tonight he had like the really crafty like Euro step into a finger roll. For a guy his size, he can move, and he just randomly pulls these pulls these things out, and I don't think anybody is ready for it. Sometimes, maybe not even Jay Will. He looks as surprised as anyone on the floor. Uh, it looks like such a fun guy to play with, and I think coming into his own a little bit as we head into the second half of his rookie season. Usman Jang, 22 minutes tonight. Nine points for Us, three of seven from the floor, two of five from behind the arc. Four rebounds, three assists, solid minutes from Oos. He's going to have to continue to kind of get back into game shape. Dagnall today post game said that Oos is going to be heading to the blue for a, a pre-planned stint. I think that makes a lot of sense. He looked really good uh, in prior stints with the blue. Get his confidence, give him opportunities to run the show a little bit more, give him more opportunities than what he's going to get with this Thunder team and allow him to kind of build that confidence up. Uh, Meek Leak in the chat, five fouls for Oos. Yes, uh, most fouls on the team in relatively lim- limited minutes. He's got to be able to control himself a little bit um, or else he'll he'll be looking like Alperin Shangoon out there. Sorry, that was a cheap shot. Next up, Kenny Hustle doing what Kenny Hustle always does. 10 points in 11 minutes, four or five shooting, two of two from behind the arc. Uh, three rebounds, four assists, and one steal. Nothing more to say about Kenny Hustle. He he brings it every single night. He's juice every time he checks into the game, and you love to see it. And then last from the bench mob, Trey Mann, like I mentioned briefly, 11 points in 23 minutes tonight, four of 10 shooting, one of six from behind the arc, two boards, five assists, and one steal. Despite the ball not going in, I thought Trey looked pretty solid tonight. He gave a good contribution, albeit a lot of those minutes came when the game was well in hand, though the game was well in hand for most of the game. Um, But I think you can live with Trey missing shots if he's taking good shots. Eventually, that number's got to come up. When you have Isaiah Joe playing like he's playing, Trey Mann's not going to have a a very well-defined role on this team unless the ball goes through the basket. That is his primary uh, skill that he brings to the floor. And we've seen what can happen when he does it well. He's got to find a shooting stroke again to continue to to get some minutes. But overall, up and down the bench, this team contributed. Probably the most surprising stat line of the night, J-Dub, starting tonight, 30 minutes, two points, which came late in the game off a pair of free throws, Ofer from the floor, six boards, seven assists, he still made things happen. 
still felt like he was contributing, but obviously quiet, a quiet game, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter tonight. Obviously Oklahoma city still dominates, but I think I expected to see a little more out of J dub tonight comes with the territory, the ups and downs of being a rookie. Not the first time we've seen a stat line like this from J dub. I would love to see him continue to be a little bit more aggressive, but when you have Shea being as aggressive as he was tonight, I think you can definitely live with that. A couple other things I wanted to note outside of what we talked about already. I have some people in the chat talking about it already. Actually, JRE and Dort. Um, JRE played for the blue today. Um, actually, Meekleek in the chat with the stats, 16 points in 20 minutes. Great to see JRE get some action. I was starting to wonder if he could move, <laughs> get that man on the court. I think he he's well on his way to being back. Dort, unless Dagnault said something post-game that I missed, I haven't heard anything definitive on Dort, but it feels like he's got to be close. With the record, the scoring record looming for LeBron in LA, I want to see Lou put the clamps on Braun on national TV and keep him from getting the scoring record. That's my dream for no other, uh, no other reason than, than selfish reasons. That's what I want to see happen on national TV. We also have the warriors coming up next for Oklahoma city. Significant. There is Steph Curry tonight headed to the locker room after bumping knees, uh, same knee that he banged up a little bit earlier in Denver. Something to watch for sure. Oklahoma city just lost to the warriors last week. This week, I guess, 128 to 120 in Oklahoma City. Now they'll head on the road on Tuesday night, or Monday night, pardon, Monday night to face the Warriors in Oakland. Uh, or say, I should say San Francisco, rather. Not Oakland anymore. They they head to San Francisco, God bless, to face the Warriors, uh, potentially without Stephen Curry. So that'll be an interesting one to watch. Uh, before that national TV game, like I mentioned, against the Lakers, Oklahoma City getting bumped up to national TV. Um, great for them. I know that's not why they got bumped up to national TV, but we're going to pretend that it is. Following those two big matchups, Oklahoma City heads up to Portland next Friday before returning home for a couple of games before the All-Star break. There's going to be lots to watch for the Thunder at All-Star break. With Shea in the All-Star game, J-Dub and Josh Giddy in the Rising Stars game. Lots of fun ahead. So make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. We're closing in on a 1,000 YouTube subscribers, and it would be super cool to hit that milestone for us. We also have a bunch of new merch. If you haven't checked the merch store lately, go hit up Cotton Bureau. Search the Uncontested Podcast. We have a pair of new All-Star designs. One designed by yours truly. That's a little bit of a, a retro NBA all-star vibe for Shea. And then one by the great Nane, uh, who did an illustration featuring Shea and J-Dub and Giddy heading to All-Star Weekend. And it is phenomenal, as always. And right now, Cotton Bureau has a deal where if you buy two or more items, you can get free shipping. So don't miss out on that. As for us, tune in Sunday night, 9 p.m. Central Time. For our weekly live show, we're going to get the whole gang together and we have a lot to discuss heading into the trade deadline week. Obviously, KD's coming to the Thunder, right, guys? Probably not, but we'll discuss it anyway. Thanks for hanging out tonight. Thanks for thundering up. 
Like I said, make sure to subscribe. You can follow us on all the socials. You can follow me on Twitter at OKC Tracker. Appreciate y'all. Until next time. And as always, Thunder Up.